Um, but moving on to this next section you've identified, uh, Premier League buy or sell. Do you want to kind of explain what your vision is for this? Yeah, I just wanted to look at a bunch of the mid-table sides, either sides that underperformed or overperformed last season, uh, that didn't finish top six and weren't uh, relegation sides, um, or weren't relegated at least. Uh, I just want to briefly mention a lot of these teams and uh, see our stances on that, whether we buy or sell how they are next season, uh, whether we're we buy on their projects, see if they can uh, outperform expectations or uh, will be disappointments. So I just yeah. kind of wanted to go through the list and see what your thoughts were, share my thoughts. Let's do it, man. This sounds like a pretty interesting idea. Um, Crystal Palace. I don't know, I guess we'll start there. Uh, so I'm going to buy on Crystal Palace. Um, I really like... So going into the season, I actually was not convinced by them. I, did, I was never convinced by Vieira as a manager. He never was that successful until he came here. Um, and it's been pretty impressive what he's done, I think. Uh, I know they finished, what, 12th? Uh, yeah, they finished 12th. And it's pretty consistent like that for Palace over the years. But it seemed different this season for them. I think they they were really, really uh, a tough team to play against for the bigger sides. And they often drop points in against the smaller teams, which is an easy fix. But the, the squad itself, I think he put together, is very capable of challenging potentially for Europe or at least in the top half. Um, there's a lot of really young talent. There's a, at the back you have Gehi, who, in my opinion, should be uh, in contention to to be at the World Cup with England. Um, Tyrick Mitchell, the left back, which it's rare to have a, a really high quality left back, especially in the Premier League. Um, and then you know they had Conor Gallagher. He, it looks like he's going back to Chelsea to stay, but he, he's done really well with with some of the. Some of the guys that don't get talked about enough, like a Jeffrey Schlupp, who's been there forever. Um, even bringing back uh, the Christian Bentekes and, and a lot of uh, attackers that are very convincing and Mateta, Edouard, Olise, Eze, Saha. So they have a lot of attacking talent that I am convinced by, and I think they could have a top eight finish. I, I completely agree with you. I think that um, not keeping Gallagher is going to be a, a, a blow to that team. I think he's a really fantastic player. I am, would be really curious to, to ask Connor Gallagher how he feels about leaving Crystal Palace um, because it does seem like he's going to be up for a dogfight to, to get a position in that Chelsea team uh, while he's been you know playing consistently and performed really, really well for Palace. Um I think that I I would agree with you by to, to the to the Palace project for sure. Uh, Vieira has far outperformed expectations. I I agree with you. He had never proved himself as a manager. I was optimistic about his capabilities with this team. I think Wilfred Zaha obviously is an incredibly talented player. Um, seems like every summer people are talking about him being sold, and then it never happens. So we'll see what goes on with that this summer. I think losing Gallagher and Zaha would be really tough for this team to recover from that would be I mean those two players are really important to their foundation uh, I, mm-hmm. I agree with you Mark a fantastic player uh, Tyreek Mitchell I'm really impressed by 
somebody who I, I kind of was thinking Arsenal could sign. Um, but we can't just pillage everybody from Palace. <laughs> um, we'll see who they can bring in and, and what they can muster up for squad depth in the summer. But I, I do agree with you. They, they performed really well this year, um, particularly against the big sides. I thought their, their defending was particularly stout. And uh, it would be... You would feel good about them placing top 10 next year. I'm not going to say 8, but I think top 10 is, is yeah. pretty reasonable. I think 8 is probably their peak. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I would agree with you there. There's more to, to feel good about there than most of the teams on this list, though. Mm-hmm. The yeah. only other team that I think has more to feel good about than them. <laughs> Newcastle United, bro. Yeah, I'm we buying on this project. Um, I don't think that's really a hard decision to make. Right. The transfer window's been open a couple of days. They haven't done anything yet, but I would expect um, big business to be coming across the line from them pretty soon. I honestly have no clue what to expect. Uh, I think nation-state projects like this always shock the world with how they sign their players and what they do. We'll see if they can get their Rubinho-type signing across the line. Um, but I'm not sure they'll need it. I think that, that Eddie Howe did a fantastic job with, with a team that was really kind of... I mean, they didn't have a whole lot of reinforcements coming in January. They had, yeah. they had a number of talented players, your Kieran Trippiers, uh, your Bruno Gamares. But other than that, um, they really, a lot of the players that they had before came up on the good vibes of the project and turned into a really st- a strong side. So, yeah, I'm all in on the Newcastle project. I think that going forward, they have a really, really high ceiling. Yeah, you mentioned uh, that they surprise people a lot, these nation states, when they, they do business. I don't know if this is... Is, uh, when you're no, taken I mean, over not, by a 250 billion pound uh, corporation, fair enough, or country, but uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think I have to talk that much about this. It's pretty clear. I think if Newcastle hadn't had such an amazing run to end the season, it wouldn't be the same because players, even if they're tempted by the money, probably wouldn't be that tempted to sign for Newcastle um, if they were a relegation battling team. Uh, but they're clearly they clearly have a project ahead. I think they could sign some very big players. No, uh, I don't think they'll get any world class players at least yet. Um, but per, uh, potentially like the second tier class players that are linked to the Arsenal's that that they might be stealing some players from us or from players uh, from uh, clubs of our quality. So I'm worried about that. I think they could be top six. I don't think they make top four next year, but they could challenge top six. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think top six is pretty accurate for them. Mm-hmm. West Ham United? I'm selling. I'm selling on West Ham. Uh, I think West Ham have had a really good couple of years here. Um, it was pretty surprising to go from them being like all but relegated to them the next year challenging for high up positions and being in the top half of the table the last two years. Um, they've played really well. You know, there's nothing to be said against that. They have performed excellently. Um, their Europa League run was honestly really fun to watch. It's made me want to do one of our season reviews on West Ham at some point because I think it would be really interesting. Their fan base is pretty entertaining. Um, but I, I don't I don't know that I'm sold on the project. I think that after last year, I was kind of like, okay, 
this year we're going to see West Ham really get across the line. This is going to be the culmination year for their project. And it was kind of more of the same, and they bottled a couple of good opportunities right at the end to finish a whole 10 points behind Man United as well. Right. So I, I'm selling. I just don't think that they have done enough in the previous year to convince me that their project still has momentum. Oh, it was yeah. only two points. Never mind. Let me shut up. <laughs> You're thinking of United behind Arsenal. United behind 11 Arsenal. Points. 11 points. Oh, yeah. Um, that's our 11 points ahead of United trophy for the year. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm also selling on West Ham. I sold last year as well. Um, they surprised me at by staying at this level, but I think with just an influx of more competition among these mid-table sides, I think a lot of teams are improving. I doubt they will. Um, and so I think they might bear the weight of that. I said Chelsea would before. They still might as well. But um, for now, I think West Ham is one of the sides. There's two players really that I'm convinced at with West Ham, and it's Jared Bowen and Declan Rice. I think Jared Bowen stays. I think Declan Rice might stay, but he might make a big move um, somewhere in the league. I'm not sure where. Whether he stays or he doesn't stay, I don't think those two players are going to hold them together. I know there's a lot of quality elsewhere. There's uh, Lanzini, there's um, uh, Fornals, there's uh, a lot of there's a lot of talent there. I mean, there's Antonio. They, they, they have talent across the board. I'm not convinced with them defensively. I don't like their center halves. Um, they have they have a bunch of mediocre center backs I think a lot of them are aged out I know this Kurt Zuma I've never been a big fan of his um, they have a very old goalkeeper I'm not sure what the deal is uh, with um, the keeper they had on loan this year uh, uh, Ariola. I like him but I don't know if he's going to stay um, so overall I, I don't think they maintain the year they've had I think Jared Bowen may but I don't think he will be able to carry them. So I'll see them uh, lower or higher higher second half of the table, so maybe in the 12th or 13th range. That's yeah, about where I place them. 12 to 13 sounds pretty good. Um, I have a question for you, because this whole Declan Rice thing, I think Declan Rice is a fantastic player. I really do think he's one of the best, best players, not only in West Ham, but in, in England. Um, but David Moyes talked about he won't sell him for less than 150 million. Is that is is that him just kind of trying to be hyperbolic to drive up the price? Is that him being serious and we're gonna have to see if any team can muster up 150 million to buy him or would want to? Uh, the the tricky thing for me with that is looking at Newcastle and saying that is a side who has the money to make a signing like that. Mm-hmm. And, this is what I mean by surprise signings would be something like that happening um, because things like that have happened, but I don't think it makes any sense for them to buy him if they already have Bruno Guimaraes. Right. Um, so, yeah, you I just don't... Another one. Yeah, you don't need two of the pretty much the exact same player. I don't know if they're the same player. I think mm-hmm. Jacqueline Rice drops deeper. Um, right now, they're starting what John Joe Shelby with him, so uh, I think they could uh, they could use him. I know Joe Linton's been dropping into the midfield, but... Um, Joe Linton's been playing really well in the I think too. Yeah, no, he has. But I think uh, Declan Rice does play a different role than, than Bruno Gamarge. I think they could work together. I would not like to see that happen. Look, I like Declan Rice as a player. I think he's 
he's very good. Um, he, he's a unique player in the sense that he does things that very few players do just in terms of his role um, and dropping very deep, but also covering a lot of grounds. Um, he's been um, when you're watching a West Ham match, you usually see him near the ball, even though he's also dropping like as a third center half very often. Um, so yeah, he could work out. I think he could work out in Newcastle. Um, but no, that's complete bullshit that David Moyes wouldn't sell him for less than 150 million. If he gets a 100 mil offer, he's getting that. And I think people have been going a little overboard lately um, with his hype. Again, I like him as a player. I like how like what he brings and that it's unique. But he's not he's not world class. People are pe- people were putting him in team of the year over Rodri, which is ridiculous. I have Rodri here. Um, no, Rice is not at that level yet. Uh, maybe he'll get there. He's been very good for England. We'll see at the World Cup. But um, no, I'm not. I'm not completely sold on him. And as for West Ham, again, I think they're a 12th or 13th place side. So what you're saying is if we don't get Telemans, we're throwing 100 mil at West Ham. I'm with you. Okay. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> moving on to the team that has me convinced West Ham definitely will not finish as high as they did this previous season, Brighton and Hove Albion. I'm going to buy on this project. Okay. I think they make smart business decisions overall. I think it'll be interesting to see what they can come up with in this offseason. I think they need to get rid of Neil Mope, not just as an Arsenal fan who holds a grudge. Um, <laughs> but I don't think he's good enough for a project like that. I think if they want to keep elevating their team to be amongst the likes of a West Ham or Leicester in the last few years, that they're going to have to keep being shrewd with their decisions. Graham Potter's going to keep... I mean, they've had they had good performances over the course of this year. I thought they showed flashes of a team that could challenge for top six, could spend time in Europe. Um, well, but they just need to find consistency in that. So I'm actually going to sell on Brighton. Um, and there's a reason why I'm doing that. I, I, I like what they put together this year. I like what Graham Potter has done. But if you look at history, it suggests that they're going to that they're gonna fold next season because it's been very inconsistent for them. Uh, last season, they finished 16th. The season before that, they finished 15th. Um, and their first season, they nearly got relegated. I think they're a very up-and-down team in terms of season by season. This is their best season, easily. But uh, I think they, they've overperformed and then underperformed and then gone back to the relegation battle. I don't think there'll be a relegation battle inside. Um, but they're not... I, I don't think they've convinced me enough because, first of all, I'm not sure on the future of Eve Basuma. If he stays, that's important for them. Um, but I have a feeling he might be on his way out. And then and then they're relying on... Cucurello is a very good player, but I don't think he's completely game-changing. Uh, they still need a striker. If they, if they keep... Yeah, if they if they sign a real big time nine, I might change my answer. But right now it's Neil Mope and Danny Welbeck. Um, they don't have that much. Yeah, they don't have that much attack going forward. <laughs> I like their their back line, um, and and I like what Graham Potter's done. But I don't know if it's sustainable completely. I think they'll I think they'll stay in the Premier League for sure. But uh, they they've always. They've always done well in some of the more difficult matches. It's been really impressive, especially at the end of the season. What they've done, they beat Arsenal. 
They beat Spurs both away, back-to-back. Then they lost to City. Then they beat Wolves at the Molyneux 3-0. Next match, they proceed to uh, knock out United 4-0. So they had some... Yeah, that was a beautiful one to watch. So they've been very impressive. But again, very similarly to Palace, they've struggled in some of the smaller matches. Um, And I I think Palace has more uh, tools to sustain themselves and to uh, change that type of form than Brighton do. So I'm putting them around uh, middle of the pack, second second at the table, so 14th, 15th place. Interesting. So. Interesting. I think it will depend on who they hang on to. If they can hang on to Basuma, that changes a lot for this team. Yeah. They'll still have really talented players like Marco Correa who make a big difference on the pitch. He's a very good player, but I don't think he completely changes their outlook. Fair enough. Um, so next to the team that we were just talking about pretty briefly, um, one of the best defensive teams in the Premier League and the worst at scoring goals, Wolves. Yep. I'm going to sell on the project. I think they had a really great start to the season. Um, and in the back half, really kind of fell apart. Um, I was not so impressed with them overall. I think their their goal differential the whole season kind of showed that they were not maybe as good as the results were suggesting, although that's kind of a, a big thing to say because obviously the results are what determines the quality of the team. Um, I just... I don't know. I was never overly convinced by Wolves as a team. A lot of draws and 1-0 wins, and uh, I think that kind of their flimsiness, not flimsiness, but their lack of creativity and inability to really finish off in the, in the, in the second half, kind of, or in the, in the final third, I should say. That's how, that's how soccer players say it. Um, really cost them in the end, and they were exposed pretty hard. Bye. I'm going to buy on this one. I really like what Wolves has. Uh, right when they came to the Premier League, they have been they were challenging right away. They finished seventh their first year, I think seventh uh, a year later as well. And then they had an off season last year, um, but they brought in a new manager. They had a little bit of a different outlook where it wasn't really relying on uh, Adama Traore and just a pace down the line. They were changing a lot of things. But one thing I will note where I understand that they have struggled to score goals. They're missing one of my favorite uh, rival players in Pedro Neto. He was out almost all of the season. He played 13 matches and was playing injured. Uh, He never really got to play. He scored in the last game when he actually came back against Liverpool. Um, I think he is a fantastic player. Uh, I think he would have challenged for Young Player of the Year uh, this season. I think he did last season and probably deserved to win it. Um, so I think he brings a very different dynamic to them uh, going forward. I think we we can both agree uh, on them defensively. I think Connor Cody is really coming into his own. There's a lot of uh, quality around him in Roman size, Max Kilman, uh, Willie Bali stills there. Um, and then Jose Sa has been probably top two keeper in the league this year maybe second behind Allison but he's been fantastic I think and if they can maintain that defensively which I think they can because I think defensive stability is more sustainable for a mid-table side than uh, attacking stability 
Um, and if Pedro Neto can can bring a different dynamic to the side and uh, really get Raul Jimenez going for full season, you know, concussion free, um, I think I think they can be a top seven side. I suppose we will see. I haven't seen enough from them to think that that is accurate, but I suppose we will see. They gave us a hell of a time and yeah. Games that we played them, so far be it for me to discount them. Uh, the next team we had on the list was Brentford. Um, yeah, I guess I can go. I'm gonna sell. I'm gonna sell on them. I'm not sure yet whether I'll put them in the relegation zone. That depends on uh, what they do in the transfer, and I think a lot depends on that. First of all, they have to re-sign. Ericsson full term. I'm not sure if they have. Yeah, they they haven't yet, but they're looking to do that. If they do that, that could change uh, my opinion because he just made a complete impact on that side. But I'm not sure how much he will be able to do himself because the whole squad is not that uh, solid in my opinion. I mean, there's Ivan Tony. I'm not sure he's out the door. He probably stay. Uh, Brian and Bumo, and and a few a few decent midfielders, but it's a lot of very good championship players that have translated to a very good first season in the Premier League, but I don't know if any of them are, like, I don't know if any of them would uh, perform well at a bigger club, and that indicates to me that it might just be players that worked well in the system. I like Thomas Frank as a manager, uh, and obviously Ericsson completely changed the dynamic, because I think they may have been destined for relegation uh, until he came in uh, in January because they were losing every single match. They started the season well and then went on this terrible dip of form and then just started winning games and, and creating more chances, scoring many goals. And I think a lot of that's down to Erickson. So we'll see how much he can provide next season, uh, assuming he does come back. But defensively, I'm not that convinced and I'm not sure where they go. I don't, I'm not a big fan of David Araya as a keeper. I think they could be in the relegation battle next year. I think it could be a second season syndrome sort of thing, just like Leeds had, just like uh, Sheffield United, just like Huddersfield Town. I mean, the, the list goes back. There's a big second season uh, syndrome problem for a lot of teams, and I think they could be one of them. Sheffield United was exactly the team that I was going to bring up. Um, yeah. This team reminds me of Sheffield a lot. Mm-hmm. Just in the terms of like the level of quality, the position in the table after the first season, the impressive form at points, um, but the also the struggle to win games that they, or at least get results in games that they probably should have been able to. Um, like you don't you don't look at, at Brentford. You look at Brentford if you if you're a solid 13th place team, then you're probably not losing to Leeds on the final day. If yeah. you're clear of that relegation battle in the mid table. You should at least be getting a result against Leeds on the final day. Um, mm-hmm. Again, game didn't really mean anything for Brentford. It meant a lot more for Leeds. I was happy with the result. But you're but still I, playing to be spoilers. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't. I, I think. I, I think that's indicative of some stuff. I think we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. I, I am also going to sell on Brentford. I really. The shades of Sheffield United are, are, are so very well down to the, even the colors that the, the team wears. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think Brentford's cool club. I'm really, I really, like I would them. be sad to see them relegated because they, they do a lot of really interesting stuff. Um, you know, they're wearing this, they're gonna wear the same kits again next year. Are they really? Yeah, they're gonna wear the exact same kits. Is there a reason for that? Want, it's it's to save supporters money on buying. A oh, kit that's that's year. amazing. I I think they're a class club. I, I really, Absolutely. I think every every club has like some really bad fans and and uh, bad examples. I haven't noticed that with them. What I what I saw uh, in the Arsenal the Arsenal match the first game of the season, obviously a very disappointing game. You know we looked terrible, but I was I was almost emotional watching them. Um, it was their first season in the top flight in like 75 years. There was this uh, 70 70 to 80 ish looking uh, man who was like crying at the end of it because it was his first game. He saw them. They just beat Arsenal. Like that must like for all his life he was waiting for that moment and they were very class supporters they they all clapped Saka when he came on the pitch uh and it was just a really emotional scene at the end and um and yeah it just seemed like a very well-run classy organization um yeah and I'd be sad to see them go down I do think they'll be fighting there though yeah I think if they can hang on to Erickson then they're in a pretty good spot. He is really, really special. I mean, he, I proved that his form is just maintained. I think that he may end up somewhere else because I don't see him signing on for what is almost guaranteed to be. And I, I should not say that. That is really, uh, <laughs> I don't see him signing on for something that could end up being a serious relegation battle. I don't know how well Christian Eriksen fares in a Premier League relegation battle. Yeah. Um, but I think if he stays, then that's a really big plus side for that team and they should feel pretty positive about their chances yeah I also hope he stays because he's been linked to Spurs and he's clearly come back to his old form so we don't need that we do not need that no we do not (sighs) okay um three more teams (laughs) we'll just tap these out real quick we'll go quick yeah PFA awards and try and keep this episode under an hour and a half (laughs) um (laughs) Aston Villa bro I'm selling on them as well I'm not convinced I think that they had some good results when Gerard took over. They were looking pretty promising, but down the stretch, they floundered a little bit. And I think that they spent big money. You know, there was no one saying that in, in the January window, they didn't really try to bolster that squad pretty hard to see them not climb up towards the 10th mark really leaves me concerned about their chances. I'm actually buying on them. Um... I, I like their squad a lot. I did they sign Coutinho permanently? I think they may have, um, or at least they're attempting to. I think they're, they're going to. to. Yeah, um, and I like their squad all around. I if Emmy Martinez is back, I know Olsen was playing at the end of the season, but if Martinez is back, I really like Luca Dean. I think their squad, their starting eleven is very. Matty Cash, Tyrell Minx has done a good job. I love their midfield and Jacob Ramsey, a young player. Uh, Douglas Louise and John McGinn, all three. I'm really big fans of them. Um, if Catino can stay, I like Emmy Buendia, Ollie Watkins, Danny Ings. I think there's a lot of quality there. And if Steven Gerrard can get the best out of it, I think he really struggled to start the season um, or when he came in. Um, and uh, which was actually in November, but. Uh, I think if he has a full season, he can really make an impact with this squad because I think it has the quality. I thought it was going to do better 
this season after selling Grealish. I know he he played such a big role with them, but they signed so many different types of players that just bolstered their squad to become a a real team rather than just relying on one player like Grealish. Um, and they still have some money left over. Uh, and I can see them. I had them seventh last year. That was obviously too high. I'm going to buy in the sense that they'll do better this year than 14th, um, 45 points. I think they'll be mid-table, so 9th to 11th. But I think they have a lot of potential to keep improving. I suppose only time will tell. Um, yep. So two more, and these are clubs that I know you said uh, mid-table. These are clubs who were in a relegation battle, probably don't belong there both managed to survive at the expense of Burnley um, but we'll start with Everton and then do leagues afterwards um, Everton I'm going to sell I think they're going to be in another relegation battle this year I don't necessarily think that they will be relegated I think that this is going to be something that may take a few years for them to, to process through but I think that the way that the club's finances are looking, um, losing Mishiri as, uh, or not losing Mishiri, but losing Usmanov as a financial backing. Um, it just doesn't look good for them in, in on the field or off it. Their team was, was not good. They need to bolster their defense badly. Um, they're almost certainly going to lose Richarlison or Calvert-Lewin. I don't see them keeping both, probably not either of them. Um, I, 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 I'm just not... I, I fear for Everton. I'm really worried when I look at the state of that club. Uh, yeah. I'm also going to sell. Um, and I'm going to sell because I haven't seen much from them, not just this season, but over the past few seasons. Uh, obviously, they were very near relegation. I didn't think they'd be relegated this year, but they've had a lot of stints near the bottom and then have had some late runs to end the season and go up the table i don't think they'll be relegated again i think they'll be down there just like you said but um i i'm not convinced with what they have i'm not sure who they'll hold on to i'm not sure if charleston stays and they're relying on uh um what's his name anthony gordon who's a good player he's a good young player but how much is he going to provide for them? I'm not going to say that much about Everton, but there's just not that much quality around for us, for a club like Everton, which is such a res- like it's such a uh, respectable club for how it's been run over the years, how it's just been consistently in the top flight, often in the top half. Um, but I just don't see enough for them to compete in a competitive season like this. Yeah, I think that's fair, mate. I think that's I think that's completely fair. Um, my one question for you about Everton before we move on to Leeds. Um, do you think Everton should keep Lampard for next year? And if you're Lampard, do you think you want to stay for another year? Yes and yes. Uh, I feel like you shouldn't be trying new things now. He did manage to keep him up. Uh, I thought he was hated... Um, unrightfully at Chelsea uh, he, he did very well in his first season with a squad that was not really ready to be top four I think and he brought them to the top four um, it was a very young squad and 
I think it's obviously not a similar situation with Everton, but I think he doesn't get enough respect as a manager. And I think he lost a lot of the fans at Chelsea and it wasn't really fair to do so to him. Um, but that's how Chelsea's run as a club. And I think Everton should just keep on their project, see what they can do with it. And for him, what better options is he really going to have? I don't think there's going to be uh, better opportunities for him. So I would say. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna agree with you on that. I think. I think Lampard does need this job in a way. Um, I think it's really. It's a difficult place to start at being all the way up at Chelsea, because when you've had a job like that, there's only a few that you can move up to. Mm-hmm. There's only so much upward mobility you can have from a, a top managing job like at Chelsea. Yep. Um, I think that. You, you are correct. He was treated a bit unfairly. Chelsea under Abramovich was not known to hang on to managers for very long. Uh, we'll see what their new model looks like. I'm very interested to see that. But for Everton, I, I think Lampard has provided um, some some good balance to that club. Um, I think he's a charismatic individual. I think that um, for a team like that, for a team with a lot of rich history, to have a manager who also has a rich Premier League playing history, it may seem a little bit like not that important. But mm-hmm. for a club like that, Everton stayed up because of the fans and the history of the club and the passion that they all had for it. Right. And they hung on, and I don't know how they made it happen, but they did. And if they're going to stay up again this year, they're going to need to do something like that again. Yeah. So, I'm with that. Yeah, I think Lampard's the guy. And then. Yeah. Leeds, I don't have any questions about their manager. I, I know he's the right guy for the job. Um, I'm going to buy on the Leeds brothers. Uh, I think that I was very surprised to not see them relegated. There were echoes of Sheffield all over that team as well. And I really expected that second season to do them in like it has for so many clubs before them. Um, I was exceedingly happy to, to not watch that happen to, to see them survive was was fantastic for me I was thrilled um, and I think that I mean they've already they've already shown that they're going to bring in new talent um, they've made a big signing already with Brendan Aronson um, and we'll see what they can do moving forward I, I think Rafinha almost undoubtedly leaves the club which probably gives Jesse Marsh some more money to chop and change and try and rebuild his defense a little bit because uh, I think he's going to need to do that some because a lot of those a lot of those defending players in that team are are not high quality, uh, but I, yeah, I'm going to buy on the Leeds project. I'm excited, and I'm definitely biased because he's an American coach. Yeah, I'm not going to buy nor sell. Honestly, uh, I think they may they're going to be uh, lower half of the table in my opinion. I just don't know where they go because they're going to be giving up Rafinha. They'll be replacing him with Brendan Aronson. As much as I love Aronson, he's not as good a player or more complete uh, than Rafinha yet. Uh, I like Jesse Marsh as a manager. I think he will probably keep them up, um, but it, also I'm just not convinced with their squad. I, Calvin Phillips has done a decent job. There's a few good attacking players. I like Jack, Jack Harrison. We'll see what happens with Patrick Bamford. I know neither of us are that big of fans of him, um, but uh, I, I liked Mateus Click in his first season. There's just not that much quality around the team. I, I think Luke Ayling, not sure if he will 
stay healthy. He missed 12 matches this season, but defensively, they're so poor. I think uh, Llorente, Junior Ferpo, uh, Liam Cooper, I mean, all around, I just think it's just lower tier players, almost championship level players. I think Ferpo is better than that, but defensively, I don't think he's a very good defender. Um, it, it's I, I want to see what they do in the in the market. People love Melly. I don't think he's a very good goalkeeper. Um, he had a terrible season. Yeah, I think I think he's made so many errors, uh, and I just I'm not convinced with this squad at all. So um, we'll see what they do in the market. We'll see what Jesse Marsh can get out of them. What types of relationships he can get out of them. But I. I'm not gonna buy or nor sell because I like the project he's building, but there's a long way to go. I think that's fair. I think it's kind of a cop out, but I think that's fair. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I forgot to mention uh, Southampton in this. Yeah. Should we go over that briefly? Uh, I mean, if yeah, I mean, I'm gonna sell on Southampton. It's not yeah. that hard. I think they look yeah. terrible this year. They have looked progressively worse over the last few seasons and they'll yeah. almost definitely be in a relegation battle next year. Yeah, I'm also going to sell. I mean, the thing is, they, they always do a good job to stay up because they always go in a little run of form. Even if they're not playing well, they, they get some results. Um, but yeah, I'm not convinced at all by them. I, I like a few players, a few defensive players like Lieberamento, uh, Kyle Walker-Peters, I even like Salasu. So they got, a, they got a lot of uh, young talent, but I don't think that's going to be enough to keep them up. I think they'll be right down there in the relegation battle. Uh, I'm not sure if Broja, if they're going to sign Broja. I doubt they will. Um, I doubt he does not go back to Chelsea. So I don't see that much uh, saving them. Let's see, I'm going to sell. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Sorry, Southampton fans that probably are not listening to this. <laughs> Once we get some listeners that are some Southampton fans, we'll send them back to this episode and get them all. <laughs> yeah.